In the previous awakenings, Christ exercised His sovereignty over the Church because He chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise, 1 Cor 1:27 NIV. He used simple men whom many did not regard as anything. Christ revived the Church previously by using simple men so that all the glory would come to Him. Again, the Scripture says, He chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. 28 He chose the lowly things of this world, and the despised things, 1 Cor 1 28 Neve. Without Christ's sovereignty, he would have been forced to use the wise instead of the foolish, and great and world-known preachers, speaking in a human sense, instead of the lowly. Nonetheless, because he is sovereign, he chooses whom he wants for revival according to his purpose. In the first awakening, he shamed many by raising the Wesleys and Edwards. Similarly in the second awakening, he raised Stone and Finney. God's acts and works call for man's response. It is never enough to know that God is supreme and great. One's life must change and be molded if one has the right view of God. The biblical text calls men to faith. The biblical text does not only give information about God, but it also invokes one to action. The sovereignty of God in creation calls man to be humbled and be self-effaced and abased. That is the proper disposition we must have towards God. God's power and strength should indeed humble us in our relationship with the Omnipotent. In a similar way, in revivals, Christ's sovereignty is revealed as God's majesty is revealed in creation. Whenever Christ's sovereignty is revealed, it calls for action. It calls that man would savor him who is the Savior, Messiah, Lord, and the Son of God. Christ is sovereign over his church body. In a moment like this that we see the church degrading to the earthly and waning in holiness, he is still sovereign. He can act for his own glory amid the darkness. According to the KJV Dictionary, the sovereignty of God is his absolute right to do all things according to his own good pleasure. Contextually, Christ brings revival for his good pleasure. As it happened when darkness loomed over creation in Genesis 1, God revealed Himself as the Sovereign One by bringing order, likewise, Christ reveals His sovereignty over His Church even when there is seeming darkness over the Church by reviving the Church. For this reason, He said, I will build my Church, Matt 16:18 NIV. The Church does not belong to any flesh. It does not belong to any denomination. Further, it does not belong to the Pope or any pastor or a prophet. If the church belonged to any of these, the church would have been consumed a long time ago. This is because, man has ventured into many things before the 21st cent, but many of these ventures collapsed. Man cannot be trusted in this way. This is why the Lord of the universe had said, I will build my church to indicate to everyone that he does the building. As the one through whom the church was birthed, he is the continuous sustainer of it. At a time like this, we must bring back the biblical perspective that Christ is the builder. If he is the builder, and he is, would he not be able to revitalize what is dead in the church? Surely, he can. He is able to revive, restore, revitalize, and rejuvenate his own body, the church. There is nothing too hard for him to do. For this reason, we should not forget that when there is a revival, his glory and supremacy are revealed. And, because he is sovereign over his church, we must acknowledge him as such whiles we seek and crave for revival. If we do not believe that he can bring it, what motivation do we have to call on him for it? We have nothing. Yet, we believe that He is sovereign and does have the power to revive and bring back to life what is dead in the Church which is His mystical body. We must allow Him to exercise His sovereignty. He may not employ our method or way, that makes Him the omnipotent. Michael Yatano. Tanamichael65 at gmail.com. Plus 233,542,443,585.